It's a great day at Huff Insurance. This call may be monitored or recorded for quality assurance. Good afternoon, it's Kelly. Hi, speak to Nancy, please. My intelligence calling? Yeah, it's Joey Jingoma. Hold on one moment. Thank you. Joey, I'm so sorry. Nancy, how you doing? We've been playing phone tag forever. How are you, sir? I'm doing well. How uh, how are you doing? I'm good. This is insurance in your own words from the people who are living and breathing it every day and are struggling to figure out where this industry is going and what they need to do to stay ahead. Hosted by me, Joey Jingola. Let's get into it. Most likely, that's exactly correct. But at the at the day that, that you lose a two hundred fifty thousand dollar account, it's not the easiest day in an agency. Yeah, uh, probably not. That was my good friend Nancy Nicola over at Huff Insurance in beautiful Pasadena, Maryland, and she is talking about the day they lost a two hundred fifty thousand dollar yikes account. <laughs> After, if we remember from last episode, episode 186, are you doing the right thing? There's a little bit of a mix-up between, uh, you know, I guess, you know, their client uh, and and another agent, and they were missing some, um, what was it? Oh, something screwed up with the underwriting or something like that. I don't know. Something like that. Yeah. And the agent that uh, made the mistake ended up getting the business. <sighs> really? And we were, we were talking about, are you doing the right thing? Or are you going to cut corners? Are you doing the thing? Right, okay. So that's where we just recapping real quick. But go listen to that episode. Episode, um, no, it's number 186. But it's, uh, are you doing the right thing? Or how often do you do the right thing? Or something like that. And what's... And this is where Nancy and I kind of got into it a little bit. I guess, I don't know, maybe I wasn't really paying attention, but yeah, $250,000 $250, account is something that, you know, would, would get somebody fired maybe in an agency somewhere. And good thing Nancy owns the agency. Uh, so here's the thing. Here's where we were, we were politely disagreeing, Nancy and I, uh, is... It was really about whose place is it to to kind of tell this person what went wrong, why it went wrong, and how do we prevent it from happening again, or all the things. And, you know, Nancy was a little more skeptical, I will say, and this is where... This is where I just think our story matters. I, I think the the story matters to other agents. I don't think the story matters to the layperson in shirt. I doubt that it would ever matter because in their mind, in most of their minds, the insurance company is going to rip them off anyway. They might as well get the best the best price or the best you know thing that they can get at the time. <laughs> well, isn't that the truth, right? Okay, I'll buy that, Nancy. You're probably right. 
that they feel that way. Now, here's the question. Here's the problem. I don't know. Here's the solution. Maybe all three. I'm not entirely sure. Because they feel like it, feel like that, it leaves us vulnerable, you vulnerable, to the situation we are currently facing. Vulnerable to the fact that, well, there goes a $250,000 account out the door because they think not just your company, but all insurance companies are kind of out to get them. And that is much larger kind of conversation picture that we are trying to repaint. And I think that's where it matters because if that's not the case, if there's a better understanding, if they think that this insurance company is going to do something more for them than just try not to pay for something when something bad happens, then, well, you know, just maybe we don't have to worry about them wanting or only interested in getting the best price, regardless of if it's actually real or not because they have zero concern for the company that screwed up or is giving it to them or whatever, right? And that's where we get into trouble because it's it's those types of people, it's those types of kind of situations, it's, it's those types of relationships, if you will, that we ultimately need to be seeking. And if we're not, then we're going to continue to be faced with these moral dilemmas as to where we're going to have clients looking to get any sort of edge, kind of a rounder situation that they possibly can because they are not in a very good relationship with their insurance company. I mean, I don't believe that it's nearly as true as the general public thinks that it's true. Most of the time, it's that the people didn't purchase the correct coverage to begin with. But neither here nor there, that's the perception. So if you're in a love-hate relationship anyway, then you're not going to care about taking advantage of the other party. Right, perception is... If you're in a mutual loving relationship, then you would not want to take advantage of the other party. Well, that's interesting. Um... Yeah, okay, so probably, right? Little little responsibility never hurt anyone. And yeah, most of the time, it's probably because they didn't have the right coverage in place. It's because, you know, their deductible sucked because whatever, right? Because they forgot what they purchased. I'm not sure whose problem that is. And, you know, they just didn't have the thing that, you know, maybe you told them to buy. Maybe they ignored that thing and then maybe that thing happened and then, uh, this is like the insurance, like this is just, these are these are the things that, you know, just make you not want to do the thing anymore because, you know, right, it's not fun. It's not fun to, you know, recommend something or say, hey, this might happen. And then when it actually does happen, you know, they ignore you, your advice, and then they say how, or, you know, the industry, the companies are just a bunch of crooks. And again, sometimes, yeah, that happens. But, um most of the time, as Nancy says, it's just really user error, if you will. And 
so one, I'm not saying that we need to be better salesmen here, but, um, you know, and this is why, I, if you remember the episode, Why People Hate Insurance with my good friend Jenny Dietrich over at Spin Sucks, uh, it's basically this thing. It's this right here, right? This is the reason that Nancy's light a $250,000 account because, you know, she, well, I mean, because we've just got a little bit of a, a systemic, I think that's the right use of that word, I ne I'm never sure, problem in the industry that we don't necessarily, um, we just kind of accept this to be true, right? This is a fight that we've maybe kind of given up on. We've stopped fighting because, well, we've been doing it for so long and it hasn't really changed. And I don't know that necessarily we can do it ourselves because let's be honest, obviously the first thing that needs to happen is at least as little as possible is that the, the few and, you know, the times where... Mr. and Mrs. Insurance Company are trying to wiggle out of something, right? We just need to have less of those things. Just if we could, that would definitely make all of our lives a little easier because then we wouldn't have to defend them, so to speak, whenever they are brought up to us because, you know, uh, they love to take that one ridiculously terrible example that pops up on the local news a couple weeks ago and just bring it up to you as to, well, why, you know, what about this and that and, right? Just deep breath, count to 10, deep breath, count to 10, it'll be fine. And it's those types of, of situations that are a little inflammatory or, you know, kind of exaggerated, if you will. And, and, and so the less that that happens, probably the better. Additionally, though, the more educated the client becomes, the more they understand what they're buying, the better off I think you and they, you and I, you and them are because there's less room for error. There's less room for something to just fall in. You just, just, you don't know what you don't know, right? So the more they know, the more you know, the more everybody wins. And this is, you know, a nice GI Joe kind of commercial. I, that's step two, right? So we need the, we just need the thing not to happen. We need to educate them a little bit more. They just need to know what's going on and ultimately you know we just need more people doing the right thing now it's a throwback to last episode nancy was on but you know the less people we have screwing around doing the thing poorly or intentionally the worse we're still gonna be so again if this dude didn't mess up in the first place wish we knew your name because I don't know, maybe we would just, you know, find out, you know, where you're at and just maybe come have a peaceful sit in, in your office until you signed over a, um, agent of record letter for Nancy. And now that's something, I don't know, something to consider, you know, why not? A little, little mobilization of peaceful protest. Maybe we can do that. Maybe we'll just start sniffing them out. You know, we'll, we'll get a little posse, right? We'll get a little posse, do a little, um, you know, just walk around with our, with our, um, you know, pitchforks and torches, and we'll just start to, we'll smoke them out. We'll sniff them out. 
And maybe we'll have our little, um, uh, some, I feel like it should be a squad, whatever it is. I feel like it should be a squad. Um, and, and we'll do that. I'm taking applications. Joey at agencynation.com. Interested in becoming part of the screw up squad. Sounds like a rejected kind of made up comic book movie. So I don't know that I want to call that. If you're up for naming it and being a part of it, I'll allow that as well too. We'll get a nice little fancy name, maybe make a t-shirt and we'll just make everybody's life a much better place. Because the longer people like that are running around thinking companies like the ones you represent are out to get them and don't have the necessarily necessary information to make a proper choice, to make an educated decision that in the short term might save them money, well, that's the longer we're going to have to face such realities to not have to lose a $250,000 account. It's up to everybody involved in this process to stop screwing it up anymore and just really not make it a choice anymore. All right, need to have a little real quick, just a heart to heart here with you because I've been seeing a little bit of a, a rash of these lately. I'm just curious what the thought process behind these actions are because it just, I don't quite get it. I mean, maybe I understand sometimes. Uh, let's talk real quick just about your LinkedIn behavior and just how silly it is sometimes because I get, uh, you know, from time to time, you know, just like, hey, it's like, like these 10, 15 people, whatever, viewed your profile. It's like they didn't send you a request. And I mean, it's like, really, you made it all the way here. You were curious enough to one, sign into LinkedIn, two, look for me just to check it out. And then, eh, you know what? I don't need the equivalent of an expanded business card really anywhere near my life of you anymore. Like, what's the point? Like, what? I feel as if you are interested in that person. I mean, just go ahead, do the thing. Connect, man, it's not that big of a deal. They even made it to where you don't even need to know the person's email anymore. It's pretty simple, it's just connect. And it's like, hey, there we go. And you'll never realize that that person is connected with you again. Unless, you know, for some reason you're typing in a couple letters that are close to their name and then you get to see their name pop up a little bit higher with, you know, the first next to it and not like second or third. And, and you know, by the way, it just opens you up to all of their connections that make other people second thingies. So it's really improving your status across. I'm just curious if you could explain to me what you might find on somebody's LinkedIn profile that would leave you to believe or leave you to come to the conclusion that that's eh, probably not worth your time to connect with this person. I mean, I'm sure there's some unsavory folks and I'm sure they might even actually put their unsavoriness in their LinkedIn profile, possibly. I don't know, not entirely sure. But, um, you know, I mean, managing editor of Agency Nation doesn't seem to be, and this is not a personal, obviously not a personal thing here. I really care less. I'm just curious. What motivates you to, um, yeah, to do that? Seems weird, but I'm not going to judge, at least anymore. JoeyAtAgencyNation.com, let me know. Um, just, you know, just because I'm not sure if you're aware, they know that you saw the profile, so it's kind of awkward. But, you know, whatever, I'm not going to tell you how to live your life. At least, <laughs> not anymore. 
I mean, well, all right, maybe I might just toss out this quick suggestion because, I mean, why not, right? Agency Nation University is certainly a place um, that you uh, would want to live your life in because there's just a lot of cool people, good agents, great information. Uh, if you want to know more, head on over to agencynation.com slash university or reach out to Sydney, Sydney at agencynation.com if you have any questions. But if you are feeling just a tiny bit alone in the industry and want to surround yourself with agents trying to do a lot of the things that you think you are or should be doing, well then, hey, that's your place. Email sydney at agencynation.com.